tremendous looking trophy. Hello, welcome to the Platinum Explosion, number one PlayStation podcast in the Yashanias. My name's Tom Blunt. Joining me, as always, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan, excited to be here. Another episode of Platinum Explosion, the number one PlayStation podcast in the Yashanias. That's what I said. Guess people didn't know. Okay, Guys, I didn't know. I say it every episode. If you didn't know it by now, yeah, it'd be someone's first yeah. episode. Okay, that's right. Okay, which, yeah, very true. Which Welcome. case, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll say I would be sorry because we don't have that much news this week, so it might not be the biggest, eventfulest, most podcasty pod number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanians, but uh, we'll try to hit you up with some news. Uh, basically, what's on the show this week? Couple things, and then we're going to talk about some Last of Us stories because it was Last of Us today or whatever they they call it. Last um, of Us Day now. Last of Us Day uh, outbreak they, day. They got I think rid that's of outbreak day. They did retired they? the outbreak day. Now. Did they? Oh, I'm sorry. Why? Because Corona? I, I think so. Right? Did they do that I think last, so year? last year? I missed the memo? I think they did, changed it last year. Yeah. Oh, maybe we talked about it. I don't recall. If so, there you go. Really don't remember. So it's just a last of us day now. It's just last. Got to be honest. I hope we go back to outbreak day once it's all over. I feel like we can move on. Sure, sure we can move on. We're not going to be that. We're not going to be that much of a stickler, really. Do you think, like, as a society, that we can't? Like, they're like, nah, that's it. No jokes about outbreaks. No jokes about viruses. Because I hate to spoil it when the Last of Us TV series starts, which we'll be talking about later. That's going to hit hard for some people. <laughs> Listen, there's like been a bunch of shows recently that have been about- Viruses? Viruses. So- <laughs> That shit's going to hit hard for the the anti-maskers when Joel and Ellie are making sure to put on their uh, big face things whenever they're around the open spores and whatever. It's, it's a super trick. It's a lie. Like, what the fuck? It's a you lie. don't need those. <laughs> 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 Fucking losers. Um, all right, let's get into it. Firstly, Sony has interesting, exciting, fantastic list of ideas for future PlayStation 5 updates, right? PlayStation Lifestyle. The launch of September's PS5 system update was the second major revision to the console's firmware, adding a number of big features and changes, including enabling of the PS5 SSD expansion bay. By the way, my thing's been posted. Let's do a live Amazon check. I actually don't know what song. What song is that? I don't actually know. Hey, But it's a song. The original. Trademarked. I'm pretty sure it's a song. I just don't remember what it's from. Uh, <laughs> estimated delivery is uh, fucking October, 7th of October. Really? Nah, That's mate. That's like really far. Nah, mate. Sometimes they're wrong though. Like I had something delivered from Amazon today and it said it wasn't due mm. until um, next That's week, true. but it came out this week. So it was coming from the European land of Britain. So um, what should I say? Anyway, where was I? Uh, SSD expansion bay. But Sony's far from complacent as the company works on the next system software update. In fact, according to SVP of platform experience, Hidaki Nishino, they have an interesting, exciting, fantastic list of ideas for future PS5 updates, both from before the console even launched and based on community feedback. In an interview with PlayStation Blog, Nishino revealed that they have a big list of things they want to do in future PlayStation 5 system software updates, much of it from learned behaviors and data gathered across the eight years of the PS4's life, saying, quote, so we had a gigantic list of things before PS5 launched that we want to do. Actually, we dreamed of doing everything. Did I just digest the whole list? I don't think so yet, but there are interesting, exciting, fantastic ideas on the list. But it's not just about internal data. The launch of the PS5 has also given the team a wealth of feedback about how players use the system and what they want from it. Uh, quote again, we are receiving a bunch of feedback from the community through social network or system telemetry. Telemetry? What's that? 
how would they get that? What did they get? Is that just the system uh, analytics, I suppose, or whatever? Yeah? I guess. As well as the media, my family, and my friends. Shout out to shout out to old uh, Nishino's friends over here. Uh, we have tons of lists of the feedback. Some of those won't come as major firmware updates, though. Um, Nishino says it's become more dynamic, saying, quote, our updates aren't just about the major firmware updates. It's if you look carefully at the PS5 system over the network, we're changing the UX behavior quite often. He said, sometimes we do some customization for a certain group of people to see how those features used. So it's dynamic now. Um, so what's next on the exciting list of ideas for the PlayStation 5 system software updates? The Shino isn't specific, but he does say they're working diligently on features that the community is asking for. So I'm quote, when I look back at the list of things we that we need to do, there's a lot. There's a lot of the community is asking for as well. And the Shino said, I want to say in the Japanese way, I'm diligently working on these lists and there will be more coming out in the future. So my question is, Ash, off the top of your head, what do you think should be in the next PlayStation 5? Like what, what, what? What do you desire? What do you desire for your PS5 to do? What do you think should change? I, I really don't know. I haven't given it much thought. It's like, cool. Now that it's updated, great the storage, like internally, so we can have more storage. Um, yeah, everything else is pretty fine and dandy at the moment. There's like no major things. There's like like small things. Like I know over on Xbox, you can like pre-download a game before you've even purchased it. That would be a cool feature to have, especially like here in Australia. It's like I can start downloading the game midnight and then go buy my copy of the game at video game shop, come back, put the disc in and start playing straight away. That would be a cool thing to add. But, you know, other than that, I can't think of too much other than like better social media integration. Obviously, we've got the Discord deal coming through next year. Um, yeah. I don't have much that comes to mind. What about you? Yeah, I mean, my standout stuff is either just, like, connectivity stuff, like Discord-type stuff I just wish would come sooner. Um, trophy stuff, I still just want fine-tuning of just like, the tracking want, stuff. If I need else. to get 100, 100 kills or something, I want to know exactly how many kills I've done. Yeah. I mean, I would love, I love more, I still just think it's really nice. Like, Just give us all the stats. That's yeah, the other thing. Yeah, I just want, that's, I want, I want playtime down to the second. I want, you know what I mean? Like, I'll, I just want all that sort of stuff. But I just don't know if that's a PS5 update. That's more a, I don't know, is that a network update? I don't really know. Could be either or. But that's the stuff that I'm yeah. personally most interested in. So that's the sort of little features that I'm sure would get mentioned at the bottom of the blog post mm. when they do a big update with something yeah. else they consider to be the big, the big flagship thing. Well, that's the stuff I'm on the lookout for. And then the other thing I'd love to see get a, a bunch more work put into it is the PlayStation app, which I know I complained a lot about the original PS4 one and then we had this sort of the, the new one for like a year now or whatever or since the PS5 launch that came out slightly before or whenever it was. Uh, I just still think there's a lot of work to, to be done on there. Namely, the number one thing that shits me off is, say if I redeem a game code um, or purchase something or whatever through the app and the store, and then I click library, it sorts it alphabetically. And if you, like, there's no way to click. I just want it to be able to click recently purchased. 
and I want the game I recently purchased to be at the top of that list and then I can click download. Because quite often, if I get something, it gets lost or you have to scroll forever. And then weirdly, if you search for it, it takes you to the store and it's like, you need to buy it. And I'm like, I have already brought it or whatever. It's just like a weird thing. And there's a bunch of other things for the app I'd like to get fixed too, just general. Just add more features, be able to look at my playtime on that, be able to see maybe the, the trophy tracking stuff on that. You know, just general stuff that as someone who likes looking at that stuff, I'd love to be able to look at it on the go, not just from my console, I guess. Um, but yeah, I guess that's the main the main sort of stuff. Just more connectivity. Uh, Fall Guys has a Guinness World Record. Right to Eurogamer. Fall mm. Guys has a Guinness World Record for being the most downloaded PlayStation Plus game ever. Developer Mediatonic made the announcement on his website without saying exactly how many PlayStation Plus downloads it has seen. Um, but it's got the thing. They said, we want just want to say a huge thank you to the wonderful Fall Guys community. Uh, moments like this would be literally impossible without your enthusiasm, feedback, and support. Uh, so, I want to say, 24 hours after its release, it had sold, it had more than 1.5 million players. And as of December 2020, Fall Guys had sold more than 11 million copies on PC. So I don't know if you can get some idea of PlayStation Plus numbers across there. But I love, my favorite part of the story though, like, it's not really that they won the award. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. As far as, like, PlayStation Plus games that are getting downloaded, them being the most downloaded PlayStation Plus game, that does add up. Um, but my favorite part is the fact that PlayStation has obviously opened up the golden Pulp Fiction briefcase to show these stats to an official Guinness World Record person to get the stat. But they still mm. don't want to, even, even after now having this be a thing that they could, like, sort of flaunt around and go, like, Guinness World Records, good job, uh, mm. good guy, Fall Guys. They still haven't got, gave them the permission to flaunt those numbers. PlayStation's like, no, nah, you can't. you got to just, you've got the awards. You don't need to know the numbers, which makes me think that even if you got, like, the Guinness World Record book, it'd say, like, has the most downloads. Doesn't tell you how many, <laughs> which is just weird. Just like, the most. Yeah, it's weird. It's like any other thing. I mean, you know, it's like, not going to be in the book, but. No, probably not. It might be, I don't know. You know how they do that gamer one? You know how they do the gamer Guinness World Record book? Surely it'd be on that one. Yeah, haven't you seen those? They have a gamer no. one. Yeah, so they have a gamer Guinness World Record book. It's only full of gaming specific records. So you won't find it in, in your normal hammy spoons did Bob Jim Bob carry across his nose while holding onto a chicken leg. You're not going to find that in there, but you will find it with... Yep. The most EVs a Pokemon player caught in a 24-hour period or some shit like that. Some real random specific nonsense. The thing. You Googling it like you don't believe me? It's a real book. No, what I'm thinking is how good of a deal was it for Guinness to get in on sponsoring these world records? I think, I think just you double have checking. to pay. I think you have to pay to get them to like confirm your record or whatever. You pay Guinness. No, but is the... the is Guinness, yeah, Guinness the brewery is behind the world records is what I'm saying. Oh, right. It's like such great brain recognition. I want to drink a Guinness right now. You know what I'm saying? Never had a Guinness before. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's not working for them as much as we, as much as we think. Maybe it's but, not. you know, even if Guinness goes bankrupt, you know, there will be always be the Guinness world records. That's true. Until somebody else purchases it. 
I don't know how much those um I I, I don't know how much these records do these days because like they used to be cool, you used to have to buy the book, but now all this information's sort of online, I guess. You know, like yeah. when I was in primary school, I remember looking for Guinness World Record books, you know, like no internet access and being like, fuck this book. These books are filled with fascinating things, you know. Um, but now you can just read about this sort of stuff. So I don't know. Um, Gran Turismo 7 pre-orders are up. PlayStation blog details them. Uh, the Ken Chan product manager SIE writes, the following, release, following the release of Gran Turismo 7 trailer from the PlayStation showcase last week, we're excited to finally share details of Gran Turismo 7 pre-order items and the 25th anniversary edition. So um, we are talking about last year about how there was a lot of shout-outs in that trailer to the 25-year history of Gran Turismo, shout-outs to the, the first th- three games in particular and parts from their original trailers. Yeah, it's all making sense now because they're specifically putting out a 25th anniversary edition. So they're very digging hard into the nostalgia for the fan base. Um, so if you pre-order anyway, you get a bunch of exclusive, you know, exclusive cars, um, $100,000 in-game credit and whatever else. But there is a physical edition as well. So it includes uh, Porsche, Mazda, uh, Porsche 917K, Mazda RX Vision, Toyota Castrol, the music of Gran Turismo, official soundtrack, 30 manufacturers such partner avatars, Toyota GR Yaris with country-specific livery, uh, 1,100,000 credits, and a PS5 game disc and voucher for the PS4 game, and most importantly, a steelbook case. Uh, so I haven't pre-ordered this because I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to, but I was very close to, because I gotta be honest, you know, like I'm not, I'm not like it's a super, I'm not super, you know, Gran Turismo crazy over here, but I will say, I do think as far as still books go, it's a pretty, pretty good one. Jerry, do you rate it? It is a nice box. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice box. Yeah. Did it yeah. make you, did it make you want to play the game more or? Not really. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but it's a nice box. Nice little steel book there. Yes. So, I mean, it's definitely one of those ones interesting, where... Interesting, the inclusion of the PS4 voucher. Yeah, after all the Horizon Hoo-Ha? All that, all that non-so, non-so jumbo? But that was the opposite direction, I guess. See, this makes sense to me. This is what I think they should be doing with PS... I never got... So, you buy... So, do you um, get... With the PS4 voucher, do you get the PS5 version of the game still? No, I, d- I don't think so. I bet you it's just a Because specific- obviously, I thought they were including it for people who don't have who don't have a disk drive but want to have the collector's edition. Because they want to put no, the box. Here, here, let me put it this way. 4K Blu-ray discs all come, at least as of recording, Blu-rays, discs, right? Um, and this always used to be a good selling point, I thought, because I, I used to think, you know, like if you're someone who doesn't have 4K yet, you have a 4K, you haven't upgraded to a 4K TV, but the price difference between a Blu-ray and a 4K at like, uh, you know, Avengers or whatever comes out, is not a major price difference. I used to think like if you were planning on upgrading soon, just buy the 4K now, future-proof yourself, it comes with Blu-ray anyway. So maybe if you're someone who's like, I don't have a PS5 yet, I'm struggling to get one, but I'm planning on getting one in six months. Maybe you want to buy the PS5 edition. You secure yourself a PS5 disc for down the road and you get a PS4 Mm. code to do yourself until you get one. Similar sort of system, I think, you know? 
similar sort of vibe to it. And I think this makes more sense than the the free upgrade the other way. Like this is like a right, you're giving away the cheaper one. That makes sense. Not giving away the more the 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 more expensive develop the develop one or or whatnot. So yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um yeah, and there's a digital deluxe edition as well, which has the um basically the same sort of stuff plus a PS4. Uh, and PS5 entitlement included code if you do the pre-order for the digital one. So it gives you code for both if you do the digital mm. thing as well as the rest of the stuff. Um, talking about racing, just want to shout this out because this actually did kind of blow my mind when I saw it the other day. I was like, fuck, that looks that does look good. I had a lot of doubts if this was real, but then I saw so many people writing about it. I was like, okay, maybe this is real. Uh, so the gamer writes, no one can believe how realistic Ride 4 looks on PS5. So just quickly, in case no one's aware, Ride 4 actually came out like uh, late last year, October, November or some shit like that. I can't remember. Um, so they write, Ride 4 is a motorbike simulation game from Milestone that launched on PS5 earlier this year. Despite it being out for nearly eight months now, a gameplay video of it, of it from YouTuber Joy of Gaming has reached over a million views in a couple of days thanks to how photorealistic it looks. So, I, have you looked at this video? No, I'm looking at it now. It's fucked. This is just this is just this is just cam footage. Why is someone claiming it's a PS PS5 game? It's real. Yeah, real real life footage of someone on a motorcycle. It's real gameplay footage. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you not think it is? No, it is. Yeah, I can tell. Okay. I was about to say, there, there's like some... Played, there's some like, see if my acting was so good. There's some but, like uh, key giveaways like during it. But doesn't it look fucking good, right? It does, yeah. Like, so, like, like I was shocked that no one had like pointed this out previously like and sort of like how quite good this is. I think looks. it's uh you know the small details like power lines everywhere. Like, <laughs> power well, lines. That that's seems your- that's like an unnecessary thing to put on like a track. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you can tell at times it definitely is a game. There's like some sort of like the houses or like the houses are all signs yeah. or like random sort of goon people in the background or like if you get closer to some some of the other people racing like they're sort of like there's some like a plasticky elements, I guess. And, and also like if you pause it long enough, you can tell it's a game. But I'll tell you what, in motion, I was like, fuck, this looks good. And it's quite funny that this has been, um, and you just like, this was making the rounds this past week, but it's, it's an old game. So um, yeah, the, the game continues. Uh, the combination of high frame rate, head bobbing, camera shaking, and overcast weather make it look as close to real life as a racing game can get. It's not hard to see what a clip has gone viral so quickly, as it could generally be mistaken for GoPro footage at the right resolution. Um, it's important to note that several things that seem to be making the footage seem more realistic. According to Pushware, for a start, the downcast weather conditions apparently make the game look more photorealistic than some of the other weather settings. The, fo- the footage is also coming from the game's replay mode, which adds all of the head movement and camera shake. Those two elements combine to make the footage incredibly realistic, although the game deals- does still look pretty impressive on its own. It's clear that a specific set of conditions is what's making the ga- game stand out so much. 
the clip going viral has also caused some gamers to look back on photorealistic releases such as PS4's Drive Club. And one user has shared the Drive Club in their rain, pointing out that they are all games does look good. And yes, it does. Like it is like a, a sort of testament that if you get the right sort of conditions and whatever else that um, sort of helps these sort of games look good. But yeah, I would encourage anyone, if you haven't seen this clip going around, it was, it was, it was making the rounds, at least if you pay attention to, I don't know, the where the rounds happen. <laughs> you, know, whether, you, know, whether, you know what I'm saying? Where the rounds happen? Yeah. Um, yeah, like fucking the roundabouts I, happen. I saw a post on Twitter like last mid last week or whatever. Like someone shared it or it popped up. And I was watching it in bed on my phone. And I was like, man, this shit looks. For I did have that. Maybe for the for like first 10, 15 seconds, I was legit like, good joke, everyone. This is GoPro footage, obviously. But then you like, I realized like I, as I was looking closer, but yeah, like first 10, 15 seconds, I was like, man, this shit does look pretty fucking good. Hey, eh? like, I don't know. Maybe the small screen on my phone also helped it a lot better. Cause I think the biggest screen you watch it on the, the less more, more game it looks like, but yeah, pretty good. Especially for an old game. Or I mean, it's not old, old, but something that's been around for a, nearly a year. Um, all right. Last of us, let's get down into the rabbit hole. And you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to, we're making this last of us segment. I can't be fucked separating these two things. Welcome to the last of us segment. We're going to talk about the game stuff and then we're going to talk about the movie thing. Usually we play a little TV. intro there that separates it and it's called PlayStation Productions, but fuck it, we're doing it now. Happy Not Outbreak Day. Ta-da! That was like a zombie sound. I don't know. Uh, IGN writes, no dog on the last of us multiplayer project. In short, we're working on it. While Naughty Dog may not have revealed any details details on the upcoming Last of Us multiplayer project, it took no time took the time on Last of Us Day 2021 to ensure fans that it is actively working on it and that it will reveal more when it's ready. Naughty Dog's Rochelle Snyder shared the news in a community update after thanking the fans and the team who all collectively made the Last of Us into the success it has become. Jokingly, Naughty Dog would then included this this question as a fan would write. Saying, quote, yeah, that's lovely and great, Naughty Dog, but what are you doing with The Last of Us right now? In short, we're working on it, Naughty Dog answered. We, just, we see the community comments as many of you clamor for multiplayer and want updates. For now, we'll say that we love what the team is developing and want to give them the time to build out their ambitious project. We'll reveal more when it's ready. To that end, we've been busy growing our team inside the kennel since The Last of Us Part 2 launched, and we're currently in full swing of hiring the multiplayer-related positions. Hint, hint. So if you or someone you know qualifies for anything you see on our jobs page, apply. So I don't think there's anything mind-blowing here. However, outside of the stuff that we talked about a couple weeks back about the job, the, the job, Naughty Dog job postings, this is, I guess, officially, officially, officially the first time that the Naughty Dog has officially, officially, officially gone that the Last of Us multiplayer project is officially, officially, officially a thing. You know, we've gone from rumor to, hey, there's job postings to here. They're like, look, it's a thing. It's coming. Just shut the fuck up, which is good. There we go. No more hush hush. No, let's get let's get a little bit less hush hush in the games industry and a little bit just more like it's a it's a thing. Let's get more towards being like the film industry. Like it was less, a little bit less hush hush. And no time you hush hush is if you're filming the fucking ten Cloverfield Lane and it drops out of nowhere and little Dylan's over here going, oh my god. That's all right. Every now and then you can have a little bit of a secretive project, but otherwise, let's, let's get it happen. And then let's end out with. The Last of Us HBO series. First image revealed of Pedro Pascal's Joel and Bella Ramsey's Ellie. Right, it's the IGN. In celebration of the Last of Us t- Day 2021, the first image 
of The Last of Us HBO series has been revealed and it shows Pedro Pascal's Joel and Bella Ramsey's Ellie in the post-apocalyptic world made famous in PlayStation exclusive of the same name. While we don't get to see their faces, the image gives fans of The Last of Us and newcomers an idea of how these characters will be adapted for the live action series. The image also shows more than you may at first notice as Joel and Ellie's outfits and backpacks are very authentic to the game, showing the care of the team behind the show, which includes The Last of Us director Neil Druckmann are putting into it. Speaking of Neil Druckmann, he also shared the image on Twitter alongside, saying, quote, When I first saw them on set in full costume, I was like, holy shit, it's Joel and Ellie. The at HBO adaptation <laughs> of Naughty Dog's Last of Us is full steam ahead. Can't wait to show you more from all of our projects. Happy hashtag The Last of Us Day. We also see a downed airplane in the distance, but it's unclear if that will be part, be part of the plot of the first season or just something in the background to show the horrors this world contains. There was no scene with an airplane in the first The Last of Us, so this may be a new story we will be exploring for these characters. What do you think of the the first image of HBO's The Last of Us, Ash? I think you look at that and you go, oh, that's The Last of Us. I, I think, you know, I don't know. I think that is a shot that you would, just the silhouette of those characters is kind of fitting and perfect. It's like, yeah, it, that, that looks like Ellie and Joel. I mean, looks it like must be very early. Heads, yeah. It must be, it must be very, <laughs> <laughs> which, which you see, that's what you look at the most during the game. So, you know, you're very familiar with the back of your heads. Sure, sure, um, so. You know, it must be very early in the show because they don't have any weapons. So, uh, yeah, they must be about to find some, scavenge some. He might have some in his shape. hands, like a pistol. Just not a bat with barbed wire wrapped around it. There's no it. rifle or shot, yeah. arrow, bow and arrow. I had yeah. to burst your bubble, but I highly doubt they're going to carry around as many weapons as Joel carries in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not? That's, that's bullshit. So i got to be honest. Um, I, I didn't love it. I think it's because like I scrolled past this first, and I actually thought it was just like sort of a a fan photo the PlayStation account had, had shared, like a, a fan cosplay one. And that's not to say it's a bad fan cosplay one. I just thought it was a good fan cosplay one, um, not like the actual HBO thing. And I think like as far as like sharing the first look at the series, I just think it's like an odd, not particularly – I mean, it's a, it's a good image. It's just not like super exciting. And I guess it comes down to – I don't know, maybe it's just the framing of it and, like, what they're looking at. I'm like, it's a damn plane. Big deal. Like, I, I don't know. I I, knew, I would have preferred just something. I feel like as far as, like, a first look, first picture, if I was, like, to dream of what that would be, it would be sort of recreate that nice cover photo with, like, Joel really close to the camera and, like, Ellie in the background or... Um, or you know like something, them in the car, or... them in the car, them in the city, rubble with a fucking clicker in the background or in front of them, or them looking at a clicker or something like that. I just think like they're in a field as a down plane. I'm like, I'm not buying into this down plane being anything more than it's a fucking crashed plane. You know, that's all it is. There's no I mean, super secret th- theory to this. It's a plane. They're gonna I mean, scavenge. It's interesting. How did the plane crash? Someone. Are we assuming someone got on the plane with the? I'm assuming someone got on it when that was infected and yeah. it crashed. D Day or whatever you want to call it, sort of scenario. Bloody anti-vaxxers. Yep, bloody anti-vaxxers. Yeah, they felt sick and they went on the plane anyway. You know, terrible. Typical. Should have worn a mask. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, the costumes look good, obviously, from what we can sell. Very authentic. So I guess the people who need their video game adaptations to be 100% authentic and no gives, ifs, or buts will be pleased. But, yeah, like, I wasn't mind-blown by this, which is fine. doesn't change my mind. I'm still excited for the series. Just like, mm, it's all right. Hope we get more soon. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's it's always a difficult one, like, what – you're going to pick to be the first look at something. Yeah. Obviously, we had that Netflix to dumb thing over the weekend with a bunch of first looks at a few different things. Um, and yeah, it's it's tricky to pick what images to, uh, especially for a project that they're still filming mm. and is probably a long way away. How do you market that? And still, obviously, they want to hold a lot of stuff back till, you know, they can release that first sweet trailer and then. Get people super hyped, but yeah. Did you also see the amount of people like, oh my god, Ellie doesn't look anything. The actress doesn't look anything like Ellie. I'm how like, do you? D- how the fuck do you tell? <laughs> like, it's literally. I mean, a that, girl. that looks like the back of Ellie's head. So yeah, I'm like, I it's know. a it's a young girl. It's a girl with, with a fucking backpack on with a ponytail. Like, how does that not look anything like this? The character. It looks exactly the same as the back of fucking yeah. Pedro Pascal's head looks like it. They both look exactly like the characters because it's probably the best angle to make them look like the characters. <laughs> like the second you show their faces, that's when you're more likely to be like, oh, they don't look like the characters. What the fuck are you on about? But all these people are just finding any reason to fucking complain about this shit. I swear to God. Um, yeah, I'm keen. Hopefully we'll find out more soon uh, because I guess I'm still presuming they're going to try and have this come out in that sort of early 2022 period, in my opinion. I know. Like, I, I still think that's what they're I don't know. For. They're still filming, so I think... Second half of 2022. You reckon? Yep. All right, I, I mean, I, maybe I, they release it last of a stay next year. No. Nah. I'm, I'm going to say that I reckon HBO is going to turn this out pretty fast. I reckon HBO is going to... I know. I guess it depends on how special effects heavy it is and how good they want the special effects to be. I'm going Q1 2022. Wow. Yeah, I'm not joking. I, I reckon HBO is pretty... Like, from what I've always seen, like, if you ever pay attention to some of the stuff they ever do... Like, and I'm thinking about what, how much special effects is actually needed for this show realistically and whatever else. I mean, it's not, this isn't your Joe Schmo CW over here. It's fucking HBO. They've got millions of dollars, right? I'm going to Q1 2022. And I think they can slip this show into a nice slot between some of the other stuff they got going on as well. So, because they want to market this to non fans. That's the thing. They got to fit it into their schedule at a nice point to get the right audience. Because honestly, all the yep. all the gamer bros and gamer brodettes and whatever the fuck else who are big Last of Us fans, you're going to watch this shit anyway. You don't really need to market yeah. them. Yeah. All these people that's complaining int- are actually, still going to watch it. That's the interesting thing. I think it's obviously, again, to bring it back to obviously they had the Netflix thing over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the big Cowboy Bebop which... You know, got mixed direction. I think fans of these properties need to accept that these movies and projects are not for them. (laughs) My favorite thing. These are for the non-fans. Not related to the PlayStation, but Cowboy Bebop. Two reactions to that. People went, I ever saw people go, there was no middle. I saw either, oh my God, it's such a good recreation. I'm really excited for this. It looks so good. Or... They don't look anything like the character. No, there's three three reactions, right? Really happy, 
this looks great. I love the way they've recreated it. Awesome. Then you've got the complete opposite, which is they don't look anything like the characters. John Cho looks fucking dumb. Uh, you know, like oh, you, that. Fuck this show. And then you've got this weird sort of dichotomy in the middle where people go, it looks too much like it. So now I'm actually turned off and watching it because it seems like they're trying too hard. <laughs> I'm like, there's really like, you can't. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We shall. But yeah, these things are for people who haven't experienced this stuff before. More than it is for the actual fans of the That's what I'm saying. Like HBO does not give a fuck about marketing this to PlayStation fans. And I'm not saying that that uh, me. It's just simply because why would they need to? Like all the PlayStation fans, Last of Us fans, they're going to watch this. They do not need to market it to them. That is a waste of money. That's a waste well, of I time. I don't know if they're going to watch it. I guarantee they'll sure watch thing. it. They're going to watch it. They're going to watch it. Anyone who's a Last of Us fan considers them a Last of Us fan. Even those motherfuckers who are like, oh, SGW's Lou and the Last of Us 2, fucking, you know, all that bullshit. They're going to watch this. All those motherfuckers who complain about Last of Us 2 being the worst game ever, they're going to watch this. They're all going to watch it, at least the first episode. I'm not saying all of it, but they're all at least going to watch the first episode. And even the ones who aren't watching it live, they're pirating the fuck out of it. There's going to be pirated the fuckery. They're all watching it. You know, PlayStation can market this to them. That's the other thing. PlayStation, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, free marketing for HBO. They're probably not even playing PlayStation. They're going to market it anyway. You know, the social media person for PlayStation AU, are they getting paid to tweet about this when it goes live on HBO? No, they're going to be tweeting about it anyway. Going, oh, Last of Us is out today. Who's watching? You know, all these people, it's fine. They don't need to worry. HBO needs to market this to people who watch Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead and whatever else and go, look, here's a big budget property. Don't mention it's based on a video game. Don't, like, that better be a, a low... On the totem pole of ways to market this show, if it was up to me, mentioning it's part of a big video game franchise, so get that shit out of there. Market this like it's a just a big budget, epic story. I don't know. Go the road meets fucked up shit. I don't know. Like, just fucking do it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm putting out here, Ash? You know what the fuck I'm saying? Sure. You know, don't fuck. Not really. No, it makes sense there. Um, Alright, that'll do it for this week's episode of Platinum Explosion. Thank you for joining us for the episode and listening to me ramble on about whatever the fuck that was. Uh, let me know if you have any comments, questions, or concerns about the show. Discord or Twitterers. Head to explosionnumber.com slash Twitter for our Twitter pages. Head to explosionnumber.com slash Discord for our Discord. If you liked this episode and thought it was worth a dollar and or more, head on over to explosionnumber.com slash support where you can head on over to our Kofi page via that link and drop a dollar and or more to help keep the lights on. The mic's going. Thank you very much. Until next episode. Remember that every trophy counts. Also, side note, in case anyone's expecting me to talk about it, because I only just remembered and I forgot to mention it before the start of the episode because I got distracted. I have downloaded and turned on Death Stranding Director's Cut for a total of a couple minutes. Auto-popped as many trophies as I can, but I have not started playing yet, so that's why I'm not talking about it. Thank you. Maybe next week I'll talk about it. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank Death Stranding for that. Hey. Don't forget you can subscribe to the show wherever you're currently listening and you can drop a review if you can. Find more great shows like this and more content over at ExplosionNetwork.com and please consider supporting us for as little as a dollar over on our Ko-fi page by heading to ExplosionNetwork.com slash support. Thanks for listening.